pray for your help, Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name. So I want to start um, my heading in of the Hebrews 2 is under, it says, a warning against neglecting salvation. So that's kind of where we, we, are, where we are headed. Um, but I want to start first in verse 5. And verse 5 it says, For it is not to angels that God subjected the world to come, of which we are speaking. And so the writer here, we, we're not sure who it is. We think Paul has some influence, and he's maybe an influence through other writers, but uh, for now I'll call him the writer. And the writer is speaking about a, about a world to come. And uh, we know the picture, and the, the, as, as history plays itself out, that one day there will be a new heaven and a new earth um, that, that is coming. And... Um, but he starts off the book of the book of Hebrews. He starts it off very much the same way as John would do in uh, John chapter one. You know, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and nothing was made that is that that we see that is not by Him, and He's the light of the world, and in in that light we have we have life. And so in Hebrews, just to go back, um, it starts off it, our introduction. Right up front is the supremacy of, of, of Christ. And we started out there last week, and it said that God has spoken to us by His Son. Um, so these words are important. Um, that He is creator. He's the owner of, of the universe. He's the heir. Uh, that, that He is divine. It says that He is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of His nature. Jesus is, uh, uh, I don't want to say the sunshine, but the radiance is maybe a good, he's a reflection of the Father. He's ex actually the exact imprint that he actually said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Um, so Jesus is God, he's divine, he's met, but he's come, come to earth and he's spoken to us. Uh, goes in there, he says that he upholds the universe by the word of his power. Uh, he's Lord of history. And the, 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 the upholding is a sense of uh, sustaining and carrying us. You can almost say it like with your hands. You know, God's, he sustains us and he, and he carries us to our destiny. Uh, it's a kind of picture. He's, he's Lord, he's Lord of, of history. He's in history and he's bringing history to its, to its fulfillment. He is, uh, um, he's the saviour that he made. He's made a cleansing of sin, uh, made for propitiation of sin. He took the, the judgment, the fury, the, the indignation, or whatever you want to call it. He took, he took the fall. Um, whether, we, whether we accept it or not, he's done it. He's, uh, it's a, it's, a, it's an, a, an accomplished thing. And... Uh, Everything else is saying what he's doing, and that is, is what he's done. And so it's uh, um, so he is saviour, he's king of the universe. He sat down at the right hand of the majesty on, on high. Um, and it ends off and says that you know, Jesus is greater. He's greater than the angels. And 
To which of the angels has he ever said, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet? And of the angels says, Are not all ministering spirits are, are they not of the all ministering spirits sent out to serve for the sake of those who inherit salvation? So he starts off and he says that in the, uh, the world that um, of which we are speaking will not be subjected to, to angels. Um, that God has got a concern for the human race. He says there in uh, verse 6, it has been testified, What is man that you are mindful of him? The son of man that you, you, you care for him. That God has got a a great concern for for man and he loves us more than the planets and he loves us more than the animals and the birds and the, the stars and even more than angels and explains the greatness of the gospel of God as his kindness towards us and the human the human race uh, that he became our savior and throughout the letter the constant concern is inheritance um, always expresses it here he says uh, the world the world to come and so the Christian is pressing on to inheritance or the world to come and the reward will be uh, that will come with it will come with the glorification of the body I kind of think one day I mean, we used to have a guy said look you know one day I'll have my six my 30 year old body again and but I think it'll be better than that <laughs> I look at some of the 30-year-olds, they also get tired and <laughs> I think there's something, there's something better. Um, but our promised land is our final inheritance in, is in the, the world to come. And uh, Jesus is the Son of God and He is uh, the heir of the universe and we, the people, will inherit uh, with Him. And as it says later in Hebrews, you know, we hope for a, a heavenly city and Abraham is looking forward to, to that, that city. Um, and the, so the world to come is uh, the, the future uh, world of glory is not, not for angels. And, uh, and they might seem greater than us. And uh, even in the early, early, early Jews, Jewish people thought, well, you know, if only we could kind of uh, worship and praise with the angels and it kind of gives us an idea of you know heaven is kind of floaty kind of up there and in my thinking you know, heaven is, is this new world of this heaven a new heaven and earth that it's going to be a new world that we live in a glorious world and he's talking about um, about that Hebrews 2 6 to 10 it says uh, somewhere it had been testified somewhere what is man that you're mindful of him or the son of man that you care for him you made him a little lower than the angels you've crowned him with glory and honor putting everything in subjection under his feet now in putting everything in subjection to him he left nothing outside his control at present we do not see everything in, subject, in subjection to him and he's talking here about the, the human race. He's talking about, he's not talking about Jesus. In, in verse 9, he comes to, comes to Jesus. And uh, we need to know that God has got a, a plan for the human race. Um, but that plan involved 
also putting us under, under a test. And he wanted us to pass that test of obedience. It's almost like a, a probation. And, and he put, put man just for a little while lower than the angels. Just if we look, go back, you look in Genesis, Genesis 6, that God put the human race under a request of obedience. And we know that, well, we didn't, we didn't do particularly well. Um, and if, if, the, if we had obeyed the, the reward for obedience, that we would have been crowned with glory, the glory and honor. And we would have had a place of much higher prestige than the, than the angels. But for now, we've been placed lower than the angels. Um, Though you go into Hebrews, not in Hebrews, in Ephesians says we have been seated in heavenly places, so just hold that, <laughs> that tension. Um, I'm talking about the glory and honor going, going forward. Um, and so that, that what he's reading here is you've made him a little lower than the angels. You've crowned him with glory and honor, putting everything in subjection to him. It's actually referring to Psalm, Psalm 8. Um, and Psalm 8 is not, that hasn't been fulfilled where um, everything has, it hasn't played out that where everything has been put uh, under the control of, of man. We don't, we don't see it because of, because of sin and things are unraveling and out of control. Uh, we see famine, poverty, etc., etc. Um, but we need to know that where we are today that God is putting we we under a test of test of obedience and the way that we live our lives out now in light of what Christ has done um, is a determinant um, of what our reward or our inheritance will look like in the future make sense hope I'm articulating myself um, and we need to know that uh, you know, God has a plan for each, each one of our lives. And that destiny and that plan can only be fulfilled through, through Jesus Christ. Uh, he's the way, the truth, He's the life. Um, he's a trailblazer. He's, as it goes on a little bit later, and says He's a pioneer of our salvation. He's our older brother. He's, a, he's a, almost like a brother that is looking out for us, and like the older brother's... You know, make sure you look after your, your younger ones. and <laughs> that, It's Jesus. And it, that's where it goes on in verse 9 and says, But we, we see him who for a little while was made lower than the angels, namely Jesus, crowned with glory and honor because of the suffering of death, so that by the grace of God he might taste, taste death for everyone. For it is fitting that he for whom by all, all things exist in bringing many sons to glory should make the founder of their salvation perfect through suffering. So Jesus too was put under a test, um, just as Adam was, and he's he's our second he's our second Adam, and it's a new start to the human race. And Jesus also had an offer of offer of glory, offer of a, a new name. He has now got the new name above above all all names, but it first involved obedience on the cross, and he had to be obedient to to the Father. 
He had an area of responsibility and his responsibility was to rescue the human race. Um, and our destiny can only be fulfilled through, through Jesus. The verse 9 says, But now we do see Jesus crowned with glory and honor. And he's, he now has a position of, of supreme authority of all the works of God in heaven and on earth. Um, and it's a position that's not occupied by, by the angels. And so he's succeeded in achieving reward for obedience, which man lost. But now God's plan is... says later on it says for it is fitting that he for whom by all things exist in bringing many sons to glory should make their founder of salvation perfect through suffering that so God's plan is to create sons and daughters and enable, and enable us to fulfill uh, the program of, of Psalm 8 that uh, we should rise to that, that place of honor and glory and it's the reason that Christ died for us and that that's that that God's work we need to see it in in kind of two two steps and uh, and the first one is um, God takes people to himself and he brings them to faith and makes us sons and daughters and in Hebrews it only Hebrews only mentions that in uh, in passing this doesn't uh, the, the the main theme of Hebrews is not um, trying to speak about salvation. You go right through the book; it's actually speaking more about inheritance. If you want to go find out doctrines of salvation and all that, you know, better better we look in in Romans. But uh, Hebrews is more a book of uh, inheritance and reward and 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 what we are doing with this great salvation that we received. And uh, it's all about reward. And uh, so the, 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 the first step of God's plan is, um, you know, is bringing, bringing sons and daughters to, just uh, bringing us to faith and to make us sons and daughters. Uh, Hebrews 10, 14 says, By a single offering he perfected for all time those who are sanctified. In Hebrews 9, 12 it says, He has secured for his people eternal redemption. So we are, in my understanding, we are set apart, we are redeemed forever, appointed sons and daughters. And our redemption, set apartness, and sonship can, can never be lost. And we might be sitting there and you're kind of thinking now, now, now I've kind of really, <laughs> um, you know, but what about someone who says they're a Christian but, but live in willful sin and rebellion? Okay, we're going to go to that, but I'm not going to go to it now. It's a question that we need to, we need to look at. You know, that uh, there are many people who say they're Christians, um, but don't carry on living in what, the way that they should be living. And how do we, how do we process that? Um, so we'll visit that. And I think Hebrews kind of goes into that also a little bit, a little bit later. Um, but I want to focus, and, the, and this is what um, I believe that Hebrews is focusing on more, is um, 
is what do we do with the salvation that we have as sons and daughters are we serving um, are we bringing ourselves and the world around us under subjection um, of God and uh, we need to think about in terms of you know sometimes we often think about the coronation the coronation is the reward of eternal redemption but actually uh, the, it's the reward for what people would do with their eternal redemption what are we doing with the salvation this great salvation that we have and uh, not are we saved or aren't we saved have I crossed the line or haven't I crossed the line am I going to make it am I not going to make it what am I doing with the salvation that I do have? And the glory is not simply getting to heaven, it is treasure in heaven. And so we come to the first the first warning that we encounter in Hebrews. That's in it says therefore. We looked at the, the, the four. What did we create for? You know, the, the, there's this world that's not to be subjected under angels, but it's a world that's, that, that we to rise to that place of glory and honor and uh, sit together with Jesus in our inheritance with him and, and rule this universe. And even Peter and John kind of understood something of that. They said, Lord, who's going to sit on your left and your right? And Jesus says, well, it's not up to me to decide. Therefore, in light of that, we must pay much closer attention to what we've heard, lest we drift away from it. For since the message declared by angels proved to be reliable, and every transgression or disobedience received a just retribution, how shall we escape if we neglect such a great salvation? It was declared at first by the Lord and was attested to us by those who heard while God also bore witness by signs and wonders and various miracles and by gifts of the Holy Spirit distributed according to his will now God has gone to a lot of trouble to get this message to us and uh, the, the writer is saying you know we we must pay careful attention to to what we have heard I mean this week I kind of got a good example of <laughs> of negligence I mean the, the lights went out and uh, load shedding and I went downstairs and I said Viv do you want some, some tea I went and filled the kettle and, uh, and I went and put the kettle the electric kettle on the, on the gas up I went to the toilet and about three minutes later I came back and well there was a flame <laughs> on my counter and uh, you know, I had to throw water on it and, but, but that's kind of you're not being careful you know I was kind of just going my way and following the rut that I normally do uh, without really thinking what I'm doing and sometimes we can we can be like that as Christians as well and uh, I think the, the the picture of the fire is maybe also <laughs> quite illustrative you know if you think uh, um, yeah but the, this this warning and the appeal 
is it's not to unbelievers it's to um, it's to Christian people in uh, it says you know holy brothers and sisters we share a heavenly calling in Hebrews 3 1 that's what it's written to and they were drifting away from from what they'd heard it says pay careful attention we need to we need to when you say pay careful attention we need to we need to listen we need to consider um, I think it, someone was praying this morning we need to be fixing our eyes on Jesus not taking our eyes off Jesus and onto, onto other interests and, and uh, stuff like that but um, being careful kind of in, in later in Hebrews uh, where the whole thrust of things are going is let us, lay us, lay, let us run with endurance the race before us uh, fixing our eyes on Jesus throwing off and laying down anything that hinders us that we, um, yeah, so we're not to be a people that, that drifts. We, you know, you can drift out of grace. You can drift into just the, the, an easy thing. Um, going with the flow. Going with the culture of the day. We drift into unbelief. Uh, you know, you go and read about faith. You know, you, you don't drift into faith. I, I've never heard anyone drift into faith. Um, you know, faith is likened to fight the good fight of faith. Uh, you ever f- try to fight? Get in, a, get in a ring and fight? I'll tell you, after two minutes, you are exhausted. Your arms are weak. Um, but we, we, we liken to fight the fight, run the race. And I, I think there's far too many Christians that are, we think we're going to drift to heaven and we, we can, uh, we, we, we take this, the, the, the salvation lightly um, we, we can drift in many ways we can, I kind of was thinking about it you know, we can have a, a shadow drift over our hearts we're talking about you know you hold my heart but uh, a shadow can come over our hearts just think about a cloud and we, we lose the light of our father's gaze on us and we, we get embittered with God and we uh, kind of like what, what the, 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 the Israelites did. You know, we're going through a hard place. And they, they forgot that God is a good God and leading them into, into their promised land. And so they, they, were, they drifted out of um, uh, so drifting. Drifting is, drifting is dangerous. Um, we, need to, we need to watch our hearts. And the Bible says you know, so the heart is a wellspring. And uh, hold the word in your heart. And something of that came came through this morning, and uh, you know, for out of it flow the the issues of life, the boundary lines. It's it's that's our inheritance. We don't hold that stuff. We we we're going to suffer. We're going to suffer loss. Um, the writer saying, yeah, you know, how how shall we escape? if we neglect such a great salvation. The writer is not saying, how shall we escape if we reject such a great salvation? There's a big difference between someone that rejects something and someone that neglects something. You reject something if you say, I don't want it. Speak to my hand. We neglect something if we don't use it. And so the, these believers were 
that the writer was addressing were in danger of um, not using what they have. And what the writer is saying is that we, we, we mustn't neglect to work out the full implications of having come to faith in Jesus Christ. I want to put almost, if indeed you are in faith. It's always put that thing, but who am I to judge? The word, the word there, uh, neglect, is used is similar in Matthew, Matthew 22, 5. It's where the king sends out an invitation to, uh, to the marriage feast. And uh, they kind of made light of it. And then it's kind of the writer's saying, you know, don't, don't make light of the invitation. Don't make light of this great salvation. Uh, pay attention. This is, this is vital. There, there's no other means that God can help us. Um, this, this is it. This is his final word. He's come. He's, he's come amongst us. He's died for us. Um, another word used is 1 Timothy 4.14. Uh, Paul says to Timothy, you know, do not neglect the, the gift that God has put, put in you. Um, the ne neglect is a sign of decline or no, no, no care. And so the writer is pressing on uh, upon us the danger of becoming inattentive to, to the glorious Jesus Christ and what he has done in our lives. Uh, it's, quite a, it's quite a warning. Um, and you might say, well, you know, how, how might we neglect such a great salvation? Well, with, 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 these, with the Hebrews, they had become discouraged. They were under persecution. And, you know, sometimes when we're discouraged, we, we can become lazy and, and unmotivated. And we, we kind of just carry on. Uh, we can neglect our great salvation by resting content with believing our sins are forgiving, forgiven and making no attempt to, to serve God. neglect our salvation by thinking our salvation is secure um, and I believe it is and just achieving something for God is automatic you know kind of well you know it's just <laughs> we can ne neglect the gratitude that he wants from us um, and maybe even we can neglect to grasp the, the, the purpose of salvation uh, Titus 2.14 says, you know, he gave himself for us to redeem us from all lawlessness and to purify him for himself a people for his own possession who are zealous for good works. We are saved for good works. We're not saved to, to drift through this world and hopefully drift into something good there. I believe we, we neglect to receive help. You know, we've, God has opened a way. There's a, there's a throne of mercy, and it, it comes later in Hebrews. You know, he says, this, you know, God, Jesus, we, we sang about it this morning, about the veil, and, and that 
the way has been opened. I've done everything. God has done everything for us to live victorious lives as believers. He's conquered sin. He's empowered us over sin. We, we, we can neglect the body of Christ. It comes later in Hebrews. It says, do not neglect the gathering of the saints. Even more so as you see the day coming. Why? We're there to encourage one another. Encourage one another into the more of God, into, into pressing in. We can neglect the outworking of our salvation with fear and trembling. And I think as we read Hebrews and, and uh, you know, we, we need to live with a, health, a healthy wallop of, of fear. Yes, we're under grace. But don't take, don't take it, don't take these things too lightly. We can neglect fall with sin and not, not confessing and, and repenting. And we need to know that sin at whatever level, it, it brings death. And uh, um, I was just reading the other day, you know, just you know, with heaven, it's, we can't see heaven and hell or whatever it is as, as two things traveling in, in parallel. You know, heaven is life and life grows and hell is death and death is, you can't, they don't travel together. And, uh, you know, we need to be looking at the kingdom of life and, we, we, and, and pressing into that. And, um, and that's what the, the writer is encouraging us to do. Now God has got things for us to do and as the progression of this book goes, we, we land up in the book of, the book of Hebrews and the book, uh, the book of uh, the, 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 the of, of heroes and we, you know, each one of those you go and read through each one of the stories there. It's not talking; they don't talk about uh, their salvation. The, their salvation is is already is taken, but it's talking about what they did and what they achieved for the kingdom. And uh, and each one of those, this one is commended for this, and this one is commended for that, and this one is rewarded for that, and says, you know, without faith it's impossible to please God. And uh, it's calling us to to faith and to press on in faith uh, there's something better to come uh, and, and some of them hadn't received it but uh, <laughs> they were looking forward to it and so the writer says you know, how shall we escape this terrible loss if we neglect what God has done for, for in us and for us. Now will we be like those escaping as those escaping through fire? If we can elect such a great salvation that such great grace but we received it in vain. We, we, we squandered it. Remember Daddy Daniel always saying, you know, it's more important what you get saved into than what you get saved out of. And uh, anyway, what I bring that it's uh, that we we need to see what we saved into I think if we start if we start seeing what what God has for us 
uh, I think we'd run run a lot a lot uh, stronger. We each, as we sit here today, we've, we've all got a past, we've got a present, and we've got a future. Jesus has dealt with our past. If you take in your past, it's under the blood, it's dealt with. But our present is the way we live today. And uh, are we living today with the future in mind, or are we living today just for today in mind? I just want to end end with this, and you know, one one day we're all going to stand before Jesus. No exception, all of us. You're going to stand there on your own. You're not going to stand with someone else there and say, "Well, you know, what about him?" You know. We <laughs> There's no comparisons, you know. Sometimes we, we're quite good at comparing. But we're going to stand before God, God on our own. Um, I was just thinking about that, and just in light of what I'm, what I'm saying here this morning, and um, it just took me back to, to Ephesians, Ephesians, Ephesians 1, where it talks about the immeasurable riches of God's grace and kindness to us. And that kind of just highlighted this great salvation that the writer is talking about. God's immeasurable riches of kindness. And I don't know about you, when I stand there one day, and I think we're going to be surprised by God's kindness. You know, we, we, we kind of, kind of, you know, we're a little bit nervous sometimes. Hey God, and you read some stuff in the Bible if you didn't do this or that, and kind of, <laughs> I think we're going we're gonna to be, I think sometimes some of us pleasantly surprised, but, but I think there's also going to be that sense of, God, uh, you're so much more. You, you did so much for me. You, you, you know, I had my bum in the butter. I, and God, this, you know, this, this is what I can give you. And I think it's going to be difficult. And I don't know about you, but I was thinking about that and. I don't know how, how, one, how one would talk about the loss. You, you, will, you will feel such a profound sense of loss, be it a lost opportunity, be it, you know, are you getting what I'm saying? Um, you know, we, we, we sing about the goodness of God and we proclaim it, but do we believe it? Do we really see it? And just that immeasurable riches of, of His love. And I want us to, you know, just maybe end on that. I'll read um, just that passage. It says, But God, being rich in mercy, 
because of his great love which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. It says there, verse 7, so that in the coming ages, that's the time that we, he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace in kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. And we know in other places where it says, you know, the kindness of God leads us to repentance. want to ask you know how can we persist in in rebellion and we, we're getting there in, in the in the book and it talks about you know how they rebelled and but one day we're going to stand in the fullness of this immeasurable grace and give account for our lives and i think there's something of that you know, how shall we escape that loss in the face of this immense salvation. Are we going to measure up with that? Nikki, it's going to be... <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah. Um, I was just thinking, you know, the, just the, the parable of the talents. And, you know, we know the talents, five, three, and the one. And the two got the commendation, and uh, the one says these words, Lord, I knew you as a hard taskmaster. And you've got to say, well, this guy didn't know, didn't know Jesus. He had a low view of Jesus. Didn't know him as this kind God. He says, um, you harvest where you have not sown, gathering where you have not scattered no, no seed. I don't know if you can one day stand before God and say, say those words. I think Jesus will say, Lord, my son, I gave you everything. I sowed my life. I emptied myself. I made you rich. I took the fall for you. I interceded for you. How shall we escape such kindness, such grace? So the encouragement of, of Hebrews, I believe, is, is encouraging us to this great salvation that we've received. Don't receive it in vain. Live it out to the full glory of God. But God has got great honor and glory. It's not for the angels, but for you and me. And we we on probation. You want to, it's kind of a bad word. You know, no one likes to be on probation, but uh, Amen. <laughs> so, Father Lord, I, I I pray for us, Lord, and um, yeah, Lord, even as we go out this week, Lord, that we would. Just have a revelation, Lord, of, of your 
the immeasurable riches of your grace, Lord, and what you brought us into, Lord. And that, that, Father, that this would spur us on, Lord, to, to greater heights, Lord, in you. Spur us on to achieve things. Spur us on, Lord, that we, like the book of, of heroes, Lord, would, would also, uh, even today, Lord, that we'd be writing new stories, Lord. Uh, I pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. I just got a, a testimony in, in line with this was we were at... Um,